You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Now it's time for a view from the US. I'm joined by Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent, live from Washington, D.C. Good morning, Barry. Live Sorry, from evening. Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> good morning to you, Stephen. Live and in real life. And if you want to play quote of the day, the best one so far is fixing a car with knitting needles. See if you can beat that. Nope, I- can't do it. You do it. <laughs> going to be difficult i can yeah i think you can guess what my first question is um she and biden are having a good chin wag behind closed doors at the moment although um biden popped his head out with something that's making positive progress uh what are your reactions so far and what do you think could be coming out of this well, I think it's exceedingly positive. And the elaborate and detailed amount of care that went into planning this meeting is overwhelming. Just watching the pictures as they gathered at this long table in this mansion in the southern San Francisco suburb of Woodside was really quite impressive. 13 people, Stephen, on each side. You know, for the Mm. Americans, that included not just the president, but the secretary of state, the secretary of the treasury, secretary of commerce, national security council, climate advisor John Kerry. You know, it was amazing. And equally on the Chinese side, there was Wang Yi, there were the whole cadre. So, yeah, clearly both sides take this meeting, which is now over, very seriously. And I think that that brief statement from President Biden, positive, is very important. Yes, I think they've been trying to control expectations until then, but that seemed to be a real positive positive indicator that they were making progress. And yes, talk about the effort that's gone into this meeting. They've even cleared the homeless off the streets in San Francisco, (laughs) I hear. (laughs) Yes. And that was a big deal for San Francisco. You know, this is the most progressive of all American cities. So uh, that was probably an order from the White House that said, look, we can't have this. So um, I'm not sure where they are, but they're gone. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Where have they taken them? Obviously, it's, it's worked so far. We'll see. Because don't forget. This is really the first day of a multi-day meeting in the Bay Area. Including CEOs. Um, They're having a a meeting and hoping to get to meet with President Xi, including uh, Elon Musk, amongst others. You know, that's very interesting because uh, a day before Elon Musk was due in Fremont, which is on the East Bay of San Francisco, to escort the Indian Commerce Secretary through the Tesla factory, and he sent his regrets. There was some concern that he's having some small procedure in his back in Texas that has kept him away. Now, whether he's able to have made the trip today, because don't forget with the three-hour time change from Washington, it's still only coming up to, what, four or five o'clock. So the big meeting that G is having with all those business executives is still a couple hours ahead. Yeah. Well, another dinner that is due to have, um, I believe he's inviting some good friends from the Iowa farming community that he met back in 2012 and even stayed in some of their houses. Tell us more about that, Barry. Well, it's brilliant, I think. You know, this goes back in one sense to 
the Soviet leader Nikita Khrushchev went to Iowa and was very impressed and cultivated a relationship with people from Iowa. So I think that uh, Xi Jinping is wise to connect with ordinary people, so to speak. But look, more significantly, if I may, I think that all the number of American business executives who want yeah. to be seen with Xi Jinping at this massive dinner that will soon get underway is significant. These are men, mostly, and women, who want to get back into the China market. And, you know, ever since the national security law, there's been a kind of chill on any new investment into China. That's why, in President Biden, by the way, has still not held his press conference after the meeting in Woodside. But, uh, you know, this is this is really big. And I think that it's going to go on for a couple more days. And unfortunately, as you and I speak at the moment, Stephen, we don't have very, very many tangibles to go on. Yeah. Well, let's move on now to the global markets, which got a major, major lift thanks to the softer than expected U.S. inflation figures. including our own Hang Seng Index, which was up by 4%. percent i quite curious why I, I think that was the biggest increase. But based on this, should we take it that everything is hunky-dory for the U.S. economy? No, we should not. But we should be boosted in our short-term outlook. And that is, there is a belief in the financial community that when that Consumer Price Index report showed there'd been no change in consumer prices month over month, and that the 12-month total had declined to three, just over 3%, this is a signal that the markets look at as there will be no more interest rate rises. Now, you and I have talked about that as going back a couple months. But in right. fact, that's a tangible evidence of that. That's what's ignited the rally. Now, the rally, who knows how long it will go on. But we cannot ignore the longer-term problems that afflict the United States market. Hmm. Okay, let's move on to the U.S. House of Representatives, which passed the spending bill. How much of a victory was that for new Speaker Mike Johnson? A big victory. And he had to go against his principles. You know, the public okay. and we in the journalistic community, we don't know very much about this man. He is uh, a backbencher, to say the least. He has been identified as a real strong right-wing guy. I notice he just endorsed Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. But as speaker, he had to rely on the Democrats to avoid this shutdown that was looming, well, in the next few days or even the next few hours. He did that. And he did it in the same way, Stephen, that his predecessor, who was thrown out, uh, did and got him into trouble. But it's not going to get Mike Johnson into trouble because they don't want to go through this again. So you'd have to say, in answer to your question, yes, it was a victory. Yes, he's off to a very good start. Well, it took them some time to get a speaker, but maybe they've got a good one in the end. Um, now, just to finish off, because we haven't got long, um, the Biden and Xi are actually meeting in the suburb of Woodside, as you mentioned earlier, which I believe is also famous for something else. <laughs> Thank you. Look, it's true. I know Woodside. Uh, I've cycled through there and I met Joan Baez there. She lives nearby. This is the western side, uh, on the hillside of the main highway that goes south from San Francisco to the Silicon Valley. It's at the edge of the Silicon Valley. 
famous people lived there. This is a very rich suburb. Larry Ellison from Oracle is there. You mentioned uh, the uh, famous, the infamous perhaps is Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos lived there. She's now in okay. prison. So yes, this we... is a big deal and a very rich place. Okay, I must visit it on my next trip to San Francisco. Thank you very much, Barry Wood.